Moncrief on News Talk. It is time for our weekly dollop of Good Sense. Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley join us uh, once again. Good afternoon to you uh, both. Nice to have you both here together We're in the here. studio. I know. There's been a bit, been been a bit of messy. swapping around the place. Yeah, has. musical chairs. And all kinds of nefarious other things yeah. <laughs> rather than being here. Okay. Uh, We're here now, though. We're here now, though. We're dollop. It's With almost like, you know, there's been, there's been problems. Have you been in your relationship? You haven't, like, you know, we had a trial out. separation or anything we've like that. We've for a bit. But yeah. we've, made, we've made back up again. We didn't fall out. Did we I not? fall out with you. No, no, I love you to bits. No, okay. I, I like the way Declan had to ask. <laughs> Have we fallen out? I don't know. I'm not sure about our friend. Uh, right, anyway, here, here's your first question. Uh, I would be grateful for any help on this dilemma. My sisters and I need to confront our mother about her driving. She's 80 years old and is coming home with different dents and scratches on her car. This is becoming quite common. She has lost side mirrors and has hit a car whilst parking. She always has an excuse and becomes very defensive. We've broached the subject of driving less and not as far, but she's having none of it. Her car is her best friend. But unfortunately, she's now becoming a danger to others and herself. We have, we have let it slide, but now things need to be brought to a head. She's an active woman and the mind is fine. Just the body slowing her reactions, I guess. Do we contact her GP, maybe? We really are at a loss how to face this one. She is a widow and lives alone. We know this is going to be a tough one. Please, please, any advice? Many thanks, a worried family. That's very sad, but mm. I imagine it's not an uncommon thing, this at all. No. It's very, very common. Um, and I think that it's raising a really important topic, actually, that we haven't really dealt with that much before, I don't think, in um and I think anybody who has um, parents kind of in their 80s and getting frail will probably have had to confront this problem before. And I mean, you know, obviously their concern for their mother comes from a place of love and of wanting to keep their mother safe and, and keep other people safe as well. Um, but I mean, I was just we were just talking off air and one of the really important lessons that my mother taught me in the last few years of her life when she began to get frail and she was 86 when she died. So she was, you know, over 80 was that as long as her, as is the case of this woman, as long as her mind is fine, there's no dementia, there's no Alzheimer's disease going on. She, oh, and she, we kind of nearly had rows about it a few times that she would say to me, it's my decision. Mm. I know what the risks are and it's my decision. And whereas I could have an opinion and I could offer advice, I could not make decisions for her. And at the time I kicked against that, saying, but I want to keep you safe and I want to make sure. And that doesn't, she, she told me absolutely unambiguously, that doesn't matter. It's up to her. She knows there's risks involved. She weighs the risks and she decides. We had a row over her feeding the birds in the garden once when I thought <laughs> she should no longer be going out into the garden. And she told me in no uncertain terms that feeding the birds was one of the things that brought her joy every day and she was going to continue doing it yeah. and I could mind my own business and that was fair enough although it was hard to hear so that's the first thing the second thing as regards the driving and again I have a little bit of experience of this from a former life when I worked for the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland and came across a brilliant guy called Professor Des O'Neill who's a geriatrician and who's done an awful lot of work in this space about older people and driving and older people post-strokes and post with dementia um, and one of the things that he has said is that older drivers are safer but there's a perception that they're somehow dangerous. As we get older, we get wiser. And in fact, around the world, older drivers have a much safer record. So and the the, the woman who, who wrote in, the sisters here, have described exactly what the mother is doing. And my mother did exactly the same thing, backing out the drive, taking a bit of the pillar on the way out. Mm. You know, her car had lovely scratches down the side, trying to reverse in and out of spaces and hitting walls. 
but hitting walls at going at like five miles an hour, do you yes. know, okay. um, nobody was ever in any danger. Um, and I think that that this is what these women have to think about is that um, the the fact that their mum is compass mentis, doesn't have any dementia, is an independent woman and is an active woman. Her car is really, really important to her. Yeah. And as I say, the experts would say that older people, although they might dent the car a reasonable amount, they're not actually a danger either to themselves or other people in general. Um, and one of the another thing that, that Des O'Neill always used to say is that motorists who, who do get quite old they tend to limit their driving themselves. They tend to know like that they're not as competent a driver as they used to be. So they limit their their driving to kind of going to the shop or going to yeah. mass or going to wherever they need to go to. And then and this is what happened in the case of my mother. Something may happen that will mean that they will say, do you know what? I'm not going to drive anymore. Something will happen that will maybe scare them a little bit or that they will just lose their confidence altogether and make the decision themselves. But for somebody else, no matter, even with the best of intentions, to come in in a case like this and kind of how are we going to stage an intervention and take the car keys away from Mammy? That's a huge, huge, huge thing. And I think sometimes we think that older people, you know, are a different breed. Older people are us. Do you know, yes, we're yeah, all going to become us and time. Us yeah. plus yeah. time <laughs> equals older people. Um, and so, you know, kind of insisting that Mammy stops driving because she's lost a few wing mirrors and dinted the car a little bit, I think probably, you know, is not is not a good idea. So I think they should dial back on the we have to manage mom. They don't need to manage mom. Mom is manage themselves by all means. Input, keep communication open, offer advice, offer support. But your mum is still in charge of herself. Um, and that's mm. my controversial. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and let me read actually, because comments are flying in on this. Uh, um, one texter says we used our GP to stop my elderly father driving. Uh, a few people have made this uh, suggestion. There's a thing called a driving assessor that can help uh, a transport and mobility consultant. They're very good and also very fair. Uh, did they get a recent eyesight test for the elderly mother driving? I suppose that, you know, would be a concern. Uh, somebody else says, I watched a woman hobble, bend over in two with a walking stick and make her way very slowly to a car. But then she got in and drove off. She honestly could barely walk. But how can she drive? She I've can... no idea how, how that, how that uh, works. Here. Take her freedom of movement away would be more damaging yes. than her driving. Let her be, says Anya. Uh, yes, can we not just put on VR headsets on the old to make them believe they're driving? Uh, yes, that's obviously that the, the, they won't notice that. Uh, excellent knowledge, Barbara, <laughs> uh, based on facts, not prejudice and so clearly expressed. Well done. Uh, Who so, said that? I, I don't Lovely. know. They didn't, Thank they, you so much. They I didn't, never get um, praised. I never get... Who was it? I don't know, because you were looking at your your phone there a second ago I, I, I don't know where that came from uh, so uh, Declan yeah no, and I agree with, I, I do agree but I do think there are some times when you know the, the right to autonomy and the right to you know uh to, to be yourself kind of does come in a clash with other ideas sometimes it's people having a very paternalistic view of you know the, the, it, it's kind of driven by fear. Like the, the children of this yeah. elderly person are afraid. Yeah. But what they're actually afraid of is stuff maybe that they can't stop, like the, the march of time, the inevitable end of lives and all that kind of stuff. But they're turning it into like, oh, and that, you know, the, the inevitability of a thing that may not be inevitable, like, you know, some kind of an accident. So I totally accept everything that you're saying. I also though, do know that once... 
elderly people get to a certain point, they need to actually get their driver's license renewed. Do you know what yeah. that point is? 70. It's either 70 or 75 where you have to have a medical exam in order to... 70. And the idea though is... Ah, is right. this, so she's had nuts. these. Yeah. Yeah. So either that or she's not driving with a driver's and license. And you know, my mother in the end lost her eyesight about 10 years before she died in one eye. Not completely, yeah. obviously, but in one eye. Um, and because she lost it gradually... Her doctor was quite happy to certify that she was okay for driving um, because they said that it wasn't a sudden loss of the eye, in which Mm. case they might have needed a bit of time. But because it was a gradual thing that she has uh, compensated. But uh, but I also do think that the the, the whole thing about using a GP to do something that they probably wouldn't be allowed to do, which is just to make up a reason for you to not be able to drive. When I believe, I'd like to believe that that system has been set up to enable older people to Mm. feel Confident yeah, the GP might well not go ahead, go no, along with that. No, he yeah. where I was going with that, yeah. but I don't think the GP is going to go just because you're afraid. It doesn't mean yeah. that I'm going to do the opposite. But I think there's an automatic about. thing that happens with adult children as your parents start to like display their frailty that you immediately go into organising mm, mode and course, like this is yeah. what we need to do for mammy and we did this and you know myself and my brothers okay how are we going to manage this this is what she needs to do and I mean every single time we tried to stage an intervention on driving feeding the birds in the garden having bats whatever my mother came straight back and put us all back in our box and told us she was still Compass meant to say, I think it's really good decisions. to have those conversations it's because good to sometimes have the march of time happens so fast, you know, and you go from a situation where you're like, I'm going to let mom or dad have their dignity and their their um, autonomy and, you know, their 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 full human rights, yeah. whatever you want to put it. But then suddenly they can actually become incapacitated, you know, in, way, in yes. ways where the, the chance to have somebody basically make decisions for them on the, on the basis that they know that they would like having power of attorney or having like kind yes. of a plan all set out in advance those things are really good conversations to have yeah, I think no, I the, agree. this whole the, the, the arising of this problem is a good opportunity for people to, to steal themselves yeah. for the future and to be logical and fair about and the how o- they go forward the other thing to bear in mind is that once mammy stops driving you as the children of Mammy are going to have a big extra workload with shopping, doctor's appointments, going to visit friends, all of that stuff. Mammy's going to need a lift. So, you know, bear that in mind. But the thing is, like, because if you're 80, you know you've obviously fewer years ahead than you have behind. You've probably, you do think about Taking that road trip across America. Yeah, well, well, no, but but you, you do think about your own death, and you and, and I'm trying to find words to not put this very yes. crassly. But if if you were to now, I'm not saying she she prefer to die behind the wheel of a car because you don't want to yeah. do any damage. But would you prefer to die in a fucking chair at yeah. home watching Bored. daytime television Wrapped because in yeah. bubble wrap. because yes, your family wouldn't let yeah. you out the door. Exactly. No thanks. No, exactly. No. And also, I think what we're very bad at doing is actually putting ourselves in that position. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Think of how you'd feel. Because you're still, people don't have some kind of change in their head that happens when they turn 80. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You'll still feel like yourself when you're 80, 85, 86. Do you know? Mm. So you've got to kind of put yourself in place of mammy and think, well, how would I feel if my kids were coming in and saying whatever, whatever, you know? And I think that's all of that we don't do enough of. 
I think the, yeah. that's the kind of thing is that, that switch gets turned on too fast. Yes. It goes from it goes from going I have no input in your life to I've taken over everything and everything goes through me and yeah. you know and that's, and a lot of it is underpinned because we live in such an ageist society yeah. that sees older people just purely as a burden when very yeah. often they're trying not to be a burden. You know. I yeah. do think these letter writers are coming from a good place and I yes, do think no, that they're I, trying I, oh, no, to, to do yeah, the right thing. But yeah. it's not the answer it's, that they wanted. Yeah. No, it's I, not. I suspect. No, I don't. Right. Next question. My wife and I have been going through a dry patch for the past year or so we have been together for over 15 years now and she feels we need to make an effort to spice things up she has suggested something which has both shocked and a little embarrassing caused me to get excited she thinks we should go commando at my uncle's 70th birthday dinner dance next month the whole family is looking forward to the event but she says that knowing we're both commando in such a setting will really set our hearts racing and help retrieve that sense of excitement but I'm worried I always wear underpants and I'm concerned I will feel very self-conscious around my family on the day also my underpants are really important for offering very necessary support what should I do I imagine going commando will end that dry patch alright I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I love that this is at a 70th birthday party <laughs> no, respect older people, yeah. please. Um, yeah, oh, look, this is very funny because um, it's like for the, for these couple, I know that they decided that they want to come up with something and they're yeah. having these open conversations about stuff that's, that's getting them excited. But then suddenly it's now flipped over to a very specific event where this kind of exhibitionism yeah. for lack of a better way yeah. of describing it and um, that's set to turn them both on is going to happen now I don't know whether that's because they're staying overnight in this place and it just is all a very easy breezy thing or, breezy is right or, yeah. <laughs> it's a dinner dance as well who has a dinner dance for their birthday that's very fancy isn't it a dinner dance it is dinner dance can I just ask one question All right. yeah. this, I'm going to put this and out you, there this is another one where you're going to pretend that I, I know what you don't know or no no, yeah. no actually it's not yeah. oh, good. this is other women I need to hear this from because I'm in the studio with you two yeah. um, is that I am I alone in not partic- I understand how exciting it might be for a woman to go commando if she's wearing a skirt yes I don't understand how it's exciting for a man who chances are is going to be wearing a pair of trousers yeah but there's his underpants on or off wouldn't Maybe do anything to me. Well, like, I mean, there would be there would be a kind of whole flopping issue yeah. if you haven't got any underwear on if you're a man. Would yeah. there be? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of. Yeah, you could design. actually, you know, hurt yourself. Do yourself a damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, it's kind Hang of. Hang like on a minute. If, if boxer shorts offer you that much kind of. Uh, well, they keep things centered. Okay. Uh, and uh, you're not having to. You're not having to give your your special friend the eternal decision of which leg do I go down. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And they right. can, uh, so and they can change them. their mind mid-stride yeah. with oh. disastrous results. Oh, okay. yes. I got the impression though that the way even the language that this guy used that he was talking about underpants rather than boxer shorts. Like, you know, little... He has know, said underpants. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, whatever. And, and even then that would be... Because some, some men even prefer the support and the structure of having kind of a wife front thing going on rather than yeah. the kind of flary leg scenario of a boxer short where you can go down one leg or the other and it's all a bit like, you know, free and easy. Yeah. Okay. So, but just more to the point that even I still by want being, to know if other women find that like exciting. I, I so think, that, I think yeah. that your answers on a postcard. You, you're missing the point. I think that her going commando is exciting for her, and him going commando is exciting for him. Oh, I see. Not oh, that it's I like, see. Vice versa. Yeah. Okay. I think thank that's you. What I'm picking up from that scenario. Okay. Thank and you. And I Jacqueline. think because the, the, the consequences are for 
the gentleman here, if there's any frisson that gets a bit kind of, oh, then there's even it. more of a kind of it, oh, of the yeah. kind of oh, exhibition type danger. There's a visual danger. kind of thing going on. Um, yeah. So, so that's what. So, so what we're dealing with here are two people who've realised that they've they've got it. They get the frisson for exhibitionism in front of family members, which is very odd. But you know, you do you. Um, from that point of view, I'm, I don't get it, but I kind of do get the idea that you might want to feel a little bit, you know, you know, on the kind of you know, the edgier side of your your sexual identity or whatever. I think that this guy's solution is to not go commando all the time, to find a moment when, you know, during the proceedings of his pop. So he's going around in his underpants in his pocket. Yeah, whatever. And what he's and having, a, what if he's having, a, head, he's having a jive and they fall like out. You've, <laughs> like you've never been at a 70th birthday party before. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that goes down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know okay maybe he could have like so a it's knickers on knickers off all the way through the evening just to have a bit of a okay. kind of a laugh with it because the whole point is really what they should be trying to do here why don't they just go and have sex in the toilet Was no that because that's not what they're trying to do they're, oh, they're, they're, they're exploring a certain but isn't that isn't that isn't that the subtext here yeah. that at some point they'll get so yeah. you know they'll yeah. slip off and they want you know to be yeah, kind of ready to go I think thing. it's about the, the frisson as well the kind yeah, of sure. the, the, the air of danger the air. around <laughs> it rather than but if she says at some point right it's go time and he still he has his jocks on then like you know the betrayal the betrayal it well, just, could no, destroy no, the not, relationship uh, Declan I'm not suggesting that that, that it, should, it should like that he should do that without <laughs> telling her I think that it should be like okay because the danger here isn't that they're at some they're, they're, it's not like they're at a conference <laughs> <laughs> a commando conference yeah. or, whatever. or an underpants like, conference you know, yeah. Yeah. The, you know this is this is a family event and I, I just think that that's the big thing that yeah, I, I think is the problem in, why know, did they choose that like, I know I think it's because it's just so wrong Oh, yeah, really? no, I get that yeah. too, and I get That's that too. But well, he doesn't want to go without his underpants. He says he likes his oh, underpants. No, and no he, I think he's he saying does. that. He's come on, live a little man. But I think maybe start by going and doing the shopping or something, Commando. Just to see what it's like. Just for him to see what it's like. Yeah. Go and do the shopping, and if it's as exciting as he thinks it should be, and again, I, I have to admit, I don't really get this, and then, you know, the shopping <laughs> is going to take less time. You know, and I, don't go think, I don't think it's about an identity. It's not that there's, you know, they're 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 on the slippery slope to like nudism or something like that. I think it's the, it is like Sean says is that they, there's a consequence for this behaviour. The kind of the the danger will lead to a kind of a, a, a an end game. Yeah, I, you know. But isn't that the point? Like, yeah, but the, what, you, like, what you're saying, the end game should happen then lethal. No, no, <laughs> like, come, you come home, do your shopping, oh. commando. It's your, that's only an hour. And then instead of putting your shopping away, you can sort yourselves out. And then, you know, right. so I just think like, that would make more sense than turning up at your poor, what is your uncle's 70th birthday party with no knickers on. I know, but like few drinks, it's a party, they slip outside. It's a 70th in the dinner moonlight. dance. He doesn't have to witness it. Right, yeah, okay. All right, that's all. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I, I think I just think you're man coming home from Tesco's with a bag of, with a sliced pan under his arm. Going, right? Are you ready? Yeah, that really sexy. Any excuse not to put away the shopping. Saying that older people are just like us, and now you're saying that that they couldn't cope with a little bit of mild nudity. Pick a lane, Barbara. Pick a lane. Right. Okay. We'll try and slip in one third one. To, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, I'm lucky enough to live in a new house in a newly built estate. The house have a lot of glass 
and we have lovely gardens. Uh, the, the hedge that's planted is too new, so it'll take some time before we have proper privacy at the back of our houses. The other day, I was down the garden planting bits and bobs. I have green figures, love being out, potting around. Anyway, as I was making my way back up to the house, I look over into my neighbour's yard. I can see right into the kitchen. There I saw my neighbours engaged in a very awkward act, shall we say. Only the husband... Good God, she lives next door to the other pair. Only the husband was facing me as she performed... The husband was facing me as he performed the act. The really embarrassing thing is that the husband saw me, locked eyes, and just smiled at me. I was so embarrassed that I ran away. Does he realise I saw them in the act, or was he in another world and didn't really see me, even though we locked eyes? I'm so confused as to what to do. My husband thinks this is hilarious, but I'm now ducking and diving at the front door, trying to make it to the car without being caught by him. We just moved in. I can't be doing this forever more. What do I do? I'm still shuddering over it. <laughs> I don't know what this woman wants from us. She's waiting yeah. for her hedge to grow, obviously. She, that's that's, she, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, but she asks us what she should do. Like, about what? Like, she saw what she saw. Your yeah. man smiled at her. Your man was having a good time in his own house, in his own kitchen. The fact that she saw him is due to the fact that the hedge is not grown up. Yeah. Like, what do you want us to say to you? How to yeah. roll back time? How to unsee what you saw? Like, there's no one seeing what you saw. And what he was doing, he was doing with his wife in his own house. Like, so I don't yeah, know. That's true. But, do you know? Yeah. I don't know why she's... You don't know that for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Well, she probably <laughs> does. She probably does at this stage. So, I mean, you know, I don't know why she's embarrassed. I don't think the couple or your man next door is necessarily going to bring it up in conversation the next time he sees her in the front garden. Like, um, <laughs> Maybe he is. Well, well, maybe maybe he is. it's like Swinger I mean, Central. This is yeah. Yeah. Well, unless there's there. some kind of it's mad like, message in this. But, I mean, I don't think there is. So, well, and what did she expect him to do except smile? What else could he do? I put his feel, eyes up to heaven and go, God, she's at it again. Imagine how you'd feel, Barbara. Like, you buy a brand <laughs> new house and a new build with loads of glass and then suddenly you discover fabulous. that you're living next door to a peeping Tom. It's going to be like, oh my yeah, God. what's it like the for him? The lady next door is a peeping Tom <laughs> watching <laughs> us in the privacy of our own home yeah. see what adults do. He should be writing she, into us, not her. Yeah. 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 She locked eyes with him, though. That's kind of weird. What, 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 oh, what, do you know what, what I think? What dim urge I mean, brought you know her what to I do? Yeah. Do you know what I think now having this only struck me right now I think maybe she has the hots from Maybe She's seen what he's able for I think yeah. what, what's yeah. happened is that this gentleman <laughs> didn't feel any embarrassment or shame and when she told her own husband the husband kind of saw a funny side of it so she's the only one carrying around this basket of shame with her so she really needs to look into her own basket rather than into other people's windows <laughs> What's she ashamed about, though? She's a, she thinks that she's a peeping Tom. Maybe she needs to explore her own, like, motives or whatever it is. Or get a grip. I'd say, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or not. But, but if yes. she does meet him, she, she, she just, she just, just moves like on normally. to say yeah, good morning. Like, they were having sex yeah. in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Like, so what? Like, end of story, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would just move on. Okay, she might be a little bit embarrassed, but she's going, just... Act like it never happened. No, but he's, yeah, exactly. Just get Act over like yourself. there you go. That's yeah. it in a nutshell. Act like it never happened and enjoy your new house with its windows and grow some bushes. Grow some big bushes. Somebody uh, wants to know is she thinking of selling her house? I'll buy it. <laughs> 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 Barbara Decker, thank you very much. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.